This episode of Revision Path is brought to you by Facebook Design. We talk about inspiration a lot here on Revision Path, so I wanted to ask design program manager Sylvie Singh what inspires her. Um, I feel like a lot of things in my past inspire me, especially the things that I that motivate me to do things today. I'll often kind of revisit things and interests and hobbies from like my childhood <laughs> and remember why I enjoyed them. Um, a lot of my passions today I can kind of pinpoint exactly when, who, or where, and at what point in my life sparked those kind of interests. I feel like that's maybe like a millennial question, but I'm all about kind of taking the old and traditional and thinking about how we can make them modern and innovative. Learn more at facebook.com forward slash design. Are you looking for a job? Do you know someone who's looking for a job? Then check out our job board over at provisionpath.com forward slash jobs. Whether you want a full-time job or you're looking for something temporary or freelance, we've got you covered. This week, AnitaB.org is looking for a UI UX designer in Palo Alto, California. We also have job listings from Indeed.com, so head to the Revision Path job board at provisionpath.com forward slash jobs to apply and to search for any other listings. Don't forget to sign up for weekly job alerts when there are new positions added to the job board. You'll get an email so you can be the first to apply. And if you're looking for more jobs, then become a member of our Slack community and join the jobs channel. See you there. You're listening to the Revision Path Podcast, a weekly showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. Through in-depth interviews, you'll learn about their work, their goals, and what inspires them as creative individuals. Here's your host, Maurice Cherry. Welcome to the Revision Path Podcast. My name is Maurice Cherry, and before we get into this week's interview, I have to give a huge shout out to everyone who came out to our first live event this past week. That was on, uh, on Tuesday, November 7th. We had a colossal turnout. Great, great speakers from Facebook, uh, Tori Hargrove, Carla Cole, Jill Nussbaum, and Ian Spalter. Um, thanks to Facebook Design for sponsoring the event, for hooking everything up. It was a really, really, really great time. And don't worry, there will be more live events in the future. I know that we've gotten a lot of emails about how the rollout for this particular live event went, but there will be more live events in the future. So please make sure, of course, you're following us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and sign up for our email newsletter so you can get uh, first news about when the next live events will happen. Now let's talk about our sponsors, MailChimp, Hover, and SiteGround. You know, automation is, is huge right now. And the great thing about MailChimp is how they use automations to help make your email marketing efforts more powerful. If you do e-commerce, you can set up automations to send order notifications, to follow up on purchases. If you just send newsletters like we do here at Revision Path, you can even reward the most active people on your list with special offers or content or things like that. So sign up at MailChimp.com today for a free account and give their automations a try. MailChimp, send better email. Your online identity begins with your domain name. You know, no matter what kind of an artist or a designer or a developer that you are, showcasing your passion online these days is super important. Hover makes the process of finding a domain really easy with hundreds of domain extensions, personalized email, and award-winning customer service. Right now, you can get 50% off on any .art domains, A-R-T, until November 30th. 
Just go to hover.com forward slash revision path. You can get 10% off your first purchase. SiteGround's hosting services are crafted for professional business or enterprise projects. They let you build better, faster, safer websites more easily, and they offer multiple options that your websites can grow into. All plans have managed WordPress hosting, they have staging, and Git integration. So get started today by visiting SiteGround.com forward slash revision path so you can get 60% off on all their hosting plans. SiteGround, web hosting crafted with care. Now for this week's interview. MailChimp Month continues here on Revision Path, and this week we're talking to software engineer Raven Covington. Let's start the show. All right, so tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, my name is Raven Covington. I am a software engineer at MailChimp, and I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. Talk to me about kind of what you do here in terms of, of software engineering. Of course, for our audience, they know that that MailChimp does email, but how do you kind of play into all of that? Yeah, so we we're really we were always kind of known as the email company, but something that's really been exciting that I've I'm so stoked to be a part of is that we we're really moving towards being a, a marketing platform and focusing on our small and mid-sized businesses. Um, and the, the really cool part about that is I, I really enjoy uh, frequenting small businesses around Atlanta, just around Georgia in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just run into people and just get talking, run in my mouth and say, Hey, you know, I, I work for MailChimp and just, you, you meet small business owners and you can learn what kind of needs they have. And sometimes I can just give them advice off the fly of some of the products and services that we offer. Um, and it's, it's helpful because it's also cool for me because I use those products, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, and that's, that's one of the really awesome things about MailChimp. I feel like it's very, because it's small and mid-sized businesses, it's very integrated into the things that we, we use every day, these yeah. products that we work with every day. So you kind of end up being um, an evangelist as well. Yeah, and really not even on purpose, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, I, I, uh, I, I love to, to chat with people and meet folks, but yeah, y- you would be surprised. Um, my parents are very non-tech folks and, mm-hmm. um, my mom, once she learned that I, I got a job here, she, she didn't know what MailChimp was. And, and then she started noticing that so many of the emails at the end, it said MailChimp. She's like, Oh my gosh. So many of the companies I use, use Mailchimp, you know, and so that's that's the kind of cool part about Mailchimp is that um, many people are using us and working with us. You know, they've gotten emails from us. Almost anybody you can meet has yeah. gotten a Mailchimp email in their inbox, and and that's that's one really cool thing um, that I I think is uh I, I love I just I think it's so cool. I think it's one of the best things to me about tech is being able to. Um, reach out to folks and create something that makes people's lives better. That's really just the main focus that I have. How did you first get started in tech? Did you, did you go to school for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I did not take a traditional route, I should say. Okay. So I, if we want to kind of get to the whole thing, I, I'm pretty young, but I took a kind of strange path. Um, so I actually started out in politics and okay. campaigns. Um, I worked a lot in local campaigns in Georgia. Um, and, and I had a blast. We, we, we did a lot of really cool stuff. Um, 
and then it just, that's a really tough life. It's just a tough life. And I just decided, ah, you know what? Let me get out of this. Let me try something new. So I decided I love chatting with people. I love talking. Let me um, help people get jobs. So I became actually a technical recruiter. So I did that for about a year. And honestly, as I was chatting with these technical folks, it started, I, it, the, the wall started to come down. Mm-hmm. This idea that I had built up in my head that, you know, I needed to know quantum physics to be a software engineer <laughs> really started to melt away. And all the cool products that people were building just intrigued me so much. So one day I just said, Hey, let me just go online, find somewhere, you know, code academy, learn how to code. And that's kind of really, really where it started. Uh, then I did go to a boot camp. Uh, and I, I did that. And from there, I, I took an internship, which was awesome. And and that's kind of really how my career took off. I want to go back to politics because, I mean, of course, right now in this current age that we're in, everything is politics. I, yeah. I feel like there's just, you can't escape it. I know that, of course, you know, going talking about the whole presidential election and stuff. But now politics is part of this ever ongoing 24 hour news cycle. And it permeates into many other industries as well, you know, including tech, including design. Can you talk about some of the political work that you were doing? Was it tech based that you were doing? No, it was uh, mostly uh, local. Um, so it was state house races, mayoral races. I, I did a little bit of work, um, with presidential stuff. Uh, so it really wasn't tech focused at all. Um, but for me, the part where it seems like politics and technology, a, so- a career in software technology that seems very strange. How do you go from one place to the next? Um, they actually have a lot in common. And I think that's one of the really cool things that you have to focus on if you don't have that CS background is uh, those are the soft skills that you learn from another a previous career. Mm-hmm. When you're in a campaign and, and you're on a small campaign, you have limited time, uh, limited money, uh, just limited people to help you out. <laughs> Everything is very just you've got to go. You got to be creative. You got to just make things happen. It's, it's just problem solving at its highest level. Yeah. It can be super stressful. Um, and that really translates over to technology, uh, if you think about it and especially startups. Um, and I, and I think even though MailChimp is becoming larger, we are kind of that scrap. We still have that scrappy startup feel. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of like we, one of our models is listen hard, change fast. And, and I love that because it's, that's very much a, a campaign kind of thing, right? Where you're just like, things could happen at the, you know, you wake up in the morning and something could be one way. And at the end of the day, it could be completely different. Uh, same way in politics, same way in, in technology, you have to be adaptable. Uh, so those, that's kind of what I pulled from my, my political career. Yeah. I worked on, worked on some political campaigns, mostly like around 2008, 2009 ish, some mm-hmm. mayoral stuff. So I know what you mean about, you know, I always tell people that being on a campaign is almost like, like working in a startup in a way, like you're, you're pulling together limited resources to pull something together and then it can be gone in a flash just like that. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the the books that I, I would read. So I was a political science major in school uh, at the University of Georgia and, and I spent so much time focusing 
because I thought that that's what I was going to do. I thought I was going to be a campaign manager and that was going to be my life. Um, so I spent so much time researching and, and learning and so much of that is applicable for this career hmm. uh, because technology, just like politics is constantly changing. You know, um, if you look at like the state of politics in America, the things that have changed and happened in the last few years, a lot of people would never predict that. And same thing in technology. Um, we are constantly coming up with cool new technologies, but we have to be adaptable. Uh, so that's kind of the same there to me. They're just like one and the same. It just makes complete sense in my mind that they they just are so copacetic. Yeah. And from there, you went to be a tech recruit. I, I'm so interested <laughs> In, in the whole tech recruiter thing, because most people I know do not have great experiences with tech recruiters. Yeah. Um, I, I personally have had some weird run-ins with them largely on LinkedIn, but <laughs> why, why a tech recruiter? Why did you decide why you wanted to go? Yeah. I, you know, I, I love helping folks. I love trying to be one of those people that's going out and trying to help folks find their next thing. Uh, and even in my current role, uh, as a member of my team, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is helping people on my team do well. So for me, being a technical recruiter, it sounded it sounded good. Help people find jobs. Um, yeah, I know that recruiters have a, you know, there's always this kind of thing where recruiters this, recruiters that. But I think one of the things I always try to focus on is how fortunate that we are in this industry that we are so sought after and mm -hmm. so i just try to keep that in mind um because i have a lot of friends who you know they had a, a lot harder time trying to find work than i did because technology is just so everyone wants everyone needs developers and designers so uh, yeah that's to me working with recruiters as a part of the deal and, and honestly a lot of the recruiters that i've worked with are just awesome folks mm -hmm. you know there's good eggs and bag eggs everywhere um, it's just a matter of you have to know what you're looking for for your next job and go after it. Yeah. I think the issue that I had was just that it felt like they didn't understand tech. And so they kept conflating or, or I guess, assuming a lot of terms and knowledge that I didn't necessarily have. So like I'm a, I'm a designer by, by trade, I should say. I mean, I went to school for math actually, but I've been doing design as a hobby and then ended up opening, you know, my studio and stuff. And so people will see that I know HTML, CSS, <laughs> JavaScript, but then they'll think, oh, that must mean that you also know .NET and J2EE. Uh -huh. No. My those, favorite those is two the, separate uh, things. The, the Java and JavaScript confusion. I mean, you know, like I said, it can be frustrating, but I, I would much rather get an email that may not pertain to my certain skill set than get zero emails because yeah. uh I've I've been in positions when I was looking to further my political career and I'll tell you what I think I put out probably well, I know I did cuz I had a Google Doc it was very I was, I was very organized and I had about 200 applications out for different wow. organizing political organizing jobs across the country and I think I got one interview. So I I have been there where no one wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then I've been in tech where it was like, you know, hey, I've got, you know, four or five interviews this week. I feel very fortunate. So um, I, that's just kind of my perspective on it. I just feel very, very fortunate to be in this industry. Now, how did you find out about MailChimp? Was that something that you just knew from your political days? 
well, everybody knows Melchimp in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, Melchimp is um is kind of one of our success stories, I think, and it's something that we should we I I just feel very proud of as a person in tech in Atlanta. Um, but specifically, um, I've I've always tried to in, uh, in, uh, ingrain myself into the culture uh, as far as the 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 tech culture in Atlanta. And what that means is that I've been able to meet some really cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, I met some folks that worked here and they said, hey, I think that you would really enjoy being a member of the team. And so uh, that's kind of how I, I, I got to where I am now here at MailChimp. But yeah, I mean, everyone knows MailChimp in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think unless you work some kind of way in design or tech, you would know about it. You know, I don't know about if other folks outside of those realms really even consider it, but they might use it and don't even know exactly, you know, kind of what it is. So, yeah. And especially uh, when Mandrel was, was uh, really big, um, a lot of backend developers were, were using Mandrel. Just that was a way to do that one-on-one transactional email. So, yeah, we were pretty well known. What is the Atlanta tech community like for you? I know you mentioned um, that's sort of how you ended up finding out about a job here. But, I mean, do you go to meetups and things like that? Do you find that you're kind of more active in the design and tech? Well, not design, but in the tech community specifically here. Yeah, I think that networking is number one, uh, really, in any situation, but especially in technology. Uh, so when I was first starting out and I didn't know the difference between HTML and CSS, <laughs> I you know, just logged into meetup.com and just started going to events. And and now when I am mentoring um, other developers, that's one of the first things that I'll tell them to do. Uh, so really, then the first step is just try to go to many as you can and just figure out what what works for you. Not all of the events are going to be perfect, but... You know, you got to figure out which ones work for you. I've really, uh, I started out in my career um, writing Rails and Ruby. So I really got involved in the Rails Girls community. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I started off with not having any, anything set up on my machine, no uh, text editor, nothing. And I did one of these like one day workshops um, that was put on by Rails Girls. And then, uh, last year, I ended up being one of the people who was organizing that event and helping wow. other folks. So that's to me, I, I really do enjoy kind of giving back and kind of having that, you know, feedback loop of, of bringing more people into the, into technology that, like I said, wouldn't, wouldn't think that this is the right step for them because of whatever reason, because they felt like, Oh, I didn't do well in math and science in school or because I am in a certain point in my life. Um, I think that this, this, uh, industry is, is is much more open than than a lot of people think. Yeah, I I've had on the show a woman. She is a she's a grandmother. She's was it um, Alicia Carr? It was Alicia. Do you know Alicia? I love Alicia. She is so great. She is so great. I mean, her energy is infectious. Just she's so fantastic. full of life. And I mean, it was so interesting how she's like, yeah, I just picked this up and I learned it, and it was. It was easy and she's building apps and everything. It's great. And, and the, like, I think that Alicia is like one of the perfect examples of just the perseverance piece of it is like, 
she is a person who just says, you know what? This is for me regardless. This is what I'm going to do and I'm going to keep working at it. I've had so many conversations with her and she's so wonderful. And, you know, you're going to get frustrated in this job all the time. That's just kind of a matter of, of the fact. But, you know, she keeps going after it. And that's to me the most important part. Like I said, you got to kind of stay at it. You're going to be hidden heart problems. But when you solve them, like that's that to me is the ultimate part of technology <laughs> when you're like, hey, computer, I told you what to do and I, I'm the boss now, you know, that's and, and I think Alicia, like I said, she's a great example. She's one of my favorite people in the Atlanta tech scene for sure. Oh, yeah. What is the biggest challenge about your work here at MailChimp? My biggest challenge here. Um, wow. You know, honestly, we we're doing so many really cool things here at MailChimp, like we were just talking about how we're really expanding the marketing platform. And so it's just kind of like, wow, we have so many things going on. It's kind of challenging to keep up with the whole company um, and just see like how we're, gro- we're, we're growing so, so rapidly. Um, when I started, I think we were around 500 folks and now we're at 700 plus. Um, wow. And so that, that's about, that's been about in a year. Um, and, and, and so that's kind of one of the things, uh, that's, that's kind of hard to keep up with. It's just so many new faces, but it's really exciting as well because you just have so many cool things to get into. Um, so I, I love it. I, I enjoy it. All right. Oh, I think I asked you before, like how I know you said that, you know, you're working in politics kind of those same sort of soft skills helped you out or they do continue to help you out. Can you talk about what some of those are for people that are listening that might want to get a better clue of what that is? Yeah. So if you're kind of working in that, we, we work in the the very general, I mean, every team kind of does things differently, but we work in that kind of general sprint cycle, right? Where you have um, certain features that you want to get done within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you know how plans go. You can plan things out and, you know, things may happen. Things may change. Uh, that's exactly how it is in politics, right? You you have this idea that uh, something's going to go one way. And, and what they always say in the presidential election, you have your October surprise and something yeah. pops up at the, right before the election. Um, and, and that's kind of the same way in technology. You're always kind of you know that there are going to be certain times of the year, a place like a marketing company like MailChimp or the holiday season is a big time for us. But you never know how we have to change and pivot. But I think that we do a great job. Um, and I think one of the pieces about that that allow us to do such a good job is that everyone is empowered here. Mm-hmm. Every person um, on every team is empowered to be independent. And so that gives everybody the ability to kind of start making decisions and not waste time. Um, like I said, our, our motto is listen hard and change fast. And then that's what we do. We listen to our customers. We listen to kind of what's going on. We, we do get a lot of feedback from folks mm-hmm. and then we, we adjust as we go forward. Now I know that in the tech industry, there's always this conversation around, uh, diversity. Generally it's gender diversity, racial diversity, um, and you see a lot of companies, particularly out of Silicon Valley, that are always reporting, you know, these are what our workforce numbers are, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. 
And I know that here at MailChimp, there are, you know, kind of these employee groups, like there's uh, one that's the mothership, yeah. for example, that's for, for black MailChimp employees, et cetera. Um, well, and the mothership is not just for, for African-American employees, it's for anybody who is interested in joining. Like none of these groups are uh, exclusive at all. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, now I was going to ask, like, um, what do you think that brings to a company like this, those types of uh, groups that help to foster diversity within the culture here? Yeah, I think one of the things when I before I started working at MailChimp, one of the things that really made me gravitate towards the company was the culture. And when you say the word culture is very vague, what does that mean? I believe that MailChimp has a very rich culture. And I've, I've felt very, very accepted here. Um, and I think that, uh, our leadership really listens to, uh, what people, um, are, what people need. I think that leadership is very proactive about just making sure that MailChimp is not a company that is, is, is following, but actually leading in diversity. Um, and so we have not just the mothership, we have a women's resource resources group as well, which is, is really helpful um, <laughs> because it's kind of like you get to speak to other women and there's just so many different advice <laughs> that goes goes around there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the MailChimp is doing a wonderful job. I feel I feel really great. And I, like I said, I feel very fortunate. And we also we don't just keep it in house. One of the, that's one of the cool things that I, I like about Mailchimp. We also, we, we look out into the community and, and what can we do? Um, so one of my favorite things that's going to be coming up soon is, is pride. And, um, we, we've had a, a track record of, of attending pride, uh, and having a, being in the parade and which I think is fantastic. You mm-hmm. know, um, my my goal is for our parade to be like larger than Delta's and Coca-Cola's, you know? I mean, <laughs> you see Delta has like three, you know, huge bands. I want us to be that that big yeah. um to really kind of show that we we are supporting the community and all of the diversity um within the richness of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It, it and I think for people in the tech industry they might and and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, guessing here, but I feel like when there's all this talk about diversity, it tends to be so squarely focused just on Silicon Valley. Um, and I don't know if they even look to the South or to Atlanta as being a place where companies like this are really kind of leading the charge as it relates to that. I, yeah, I accept. I think that Atlanta, I, I love Atlanta. I, full disclosure, I'm born and raised in Georgia. So I'm, okay. I'm a Georgia girl and I, I love, <laughs> I don't think I'll have relief. So you probably can't get me out to New York or San Francisco. Like I just, I love it here. I know it's too humid, but I still love it. Um, I mean, I think if you're born here or I mean, if you're born in Georgia, I would say Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, you just get used to it. Yeah. yeah. It, it just becomes a thing. Like, I know I am like it just I I'm used to it. It, it doesn't affect yeah. me. Whereas I'll have friends that will come from up north and they're just like, oh, it's so hot. Yeah, it's so yeah. boiling. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's just, oh, <laughs> this is just a Wednesday. You know? Right. Yeah. You're like you're like the meme with the dog sitting in the fire. Yeah. Like, this is fine. This, this is, is okay. fine. It's I mean, yeah. So I, I, I love it. I love Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think one of the again, one of the cool things about MailChimp is that it is one of the, the largest uh tech companies in Atlanta. And so I think that MailChimp is really leading the charge. And I think Atlanta is doing 
not just in tech, but in general, some really, really cool things. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that if you want to get into tech and and be in the South, you want to, you want to get a little humidity uh, in your life, you know, Atlanta is a place to be. We have, um, like I said, I'm a huge sports fan. We just got a, a, an amazing MLS team. We have mm-hmm. the Falcons who we're going to win the Super Bowl this, this year. I know it. I know <laughs> we will. Um, you know, we have great, we always, I always uh, tell my friends, I joke to them, you know, you live in a good city when like, Beyonce doesn't skip you when she comes on tour. So um, <laughs> Beyonce always tours here. So That's this true. is a place to be. I think, um, you know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be anywhere else. Can you kind of talk me through what you do here in, in a typical day? I mean, I've asked that from other people that are here at MailChimp, but since you're kind of working more in the in the development you know, arena, software development, what is a typical day like for you here? Right. So we we have uh certain features and things that we know we want to get done. So when I I come in in the morning, I basically I'm a pretty uh I love to take notes. And so I'll I'll kind of create my little to-do list and see my status on all of my tickets um and see what's going on there. And then I'll start just working on those things. I'll communicate with people on my team and really kind of take it from there. If I have any questions, um I'll go I'll get question I'll ask questions from my teammates. Um, one of the really cool things, well, there's a few actually awesome things that MailChimp does. And I think this really speaks to how we support, um, each other and support employees. Is one, we have office hours, which are very useful. So a lot of the senior developers, staff developers, you can kind of just go chat with them really about anything. It can be about code, but really about anything. And, and I, I'll take advantage of those just to kind of get, career advice, you know, perspective on different things or perspective on how to build something um, or how to attack a, a problem in the most efficient way. And then the other thing I think is really awesome is the pair programming piece. Um, so we're pretty open to pair programming here. Um, it's something I really enjoy. I think that it's something that allows you to learn how your, your peers uh, problem solve and if you ever get stuck, you can really, sometimes when you peer, peer program, it's, it's like the ultimate rubber ducking, right? It's the ultimate just kind of making things work. So that's, that's sometimes I'll, I'll bring that into my day and I'll just, yeah, I'm just working on, like I said, problem solving all day long. And it's fun. Uh, which languages do you work with specifically? At MailChimp, I am PHP. Okay. PHP, just nothing else, just PHP? Uh, every now and then I'll pick up some front end. So okay. I may do a little bit of a JavaScript and, you know, I may have to change around some HTML and CSS. But mm. yeah, I, I mostly am a back end person. I, I tell folks, you know, I make sure that things are deleted that are supposed to be deleted. And, and my front end folks make sure that the button is looking the way that it's supposed mm. to look. So I guess I, I was just curious to know kind of what the, you know, kind of the tech stack would be here at MailChimp. When I talk to designers, you know, they mentioned that they're using a number of different types of tools. Some of it is Photoshop, some of it is Sketch and Vision, et cetera. Um, do you find that with the work that you're doing, there's a lot of collaboration with other teams? Oh, absolutely. So our teams are consistent of, or excuse me, consists of backend engineers, front-end engineers, designers, QAs, uh, we also we also 
always bring in support at the beginning, especially when we're putting out new features, because we really support our users as they're dealing with our features. We don't just assume that people know how to use all these things. We want to make sure that we know that the small and mid-sized businesses only have so much time in their days to, Mm -hmm. to use our product and we want to make it as easy as possible. So we bring in support early and we bring in support on our team in order to go along the process with us, to stay up to date with us, to see how features are progressing so they can uh, support the the feature as it's deployed. Uh, we also have technical writers that come and make sure that we have, you know, uh, really, you know, our language is consistent. So, yes, all of our teams are very um, diverse as far as where, where people's skill set lie. Now, you've had this very kind of, you know, like you said, this diverse and non-traditional background getting into technology. What kind of advice would you give to someone that wants to sort of follow in your footsteps with what you've done? That's an interesting question. Um, It's tough. It it is kind of tough, but I always believe that you kind of got to decide, Hey, this is what I want and just try to go after it. So the advice that I would give, and I mentioned this, uh, you know, I touched on this earlier networking. I I cannot stress that enough. It really, especially in technology, networking is is a huge deal. So I, I would say go, go to some events, you know, figure out which ones work for you. And once you find the one or two that you like, make sure that you go to those every single month, you know, make sure that you're meeting folks and make sure that you are, you know, letting people know who you are. Um, I would also, I, I'm a big <laughs> Twitter user, um, which, well, you know, which is not for everybody, but it worked for me in my career. Um, I've, I've been able to successfully use Twitter to get job interviews and whatnot, um, wow. by posting my resume. So you, and just also reaching out to people on Twitter by, you know, learning more about, uh, something. I remember <laughs> when I was just starting out. This was, this was so random. It was so cool. I was just uh, starting out and I was learning how to write tests and I was uh, learning Ruby at the time. And so I was using RSpec and I just, it did not make sense to me. And so I, I just tweeted, like, does anyone know how to help me with RSpec? And I think I like hashtag RSpec. And some guy just randomly wrote up a GitHub repo of kind of a rundown on how to do it and sent it to me. Complete stranger. Um, and, and that's the cool part of the internet, right? Like if you can utilize these tools to your benefit, you have no idea what, what can, what you can achieve. Yeah. That's really interesting. I know that there's always people that are kind of monitoring Twitter for these sorts of things, but it's good that you got feedback that quickly. Yeah, I did. And like I said, I, um, I put, I put my resume up there and, you know, got, got some of my friends to retweet it and. I mean, I, it was just like interviews, interviews, interviews. I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, so you really there there's some really good tools out there that you can utilize and to your advantage. Hmm. How do we get the next generation interested and involved in technology? What do you think? I am so excited about all of the cool technical toys that children have now. And like my friends and I are buying them. For ourselves, even though they're for children, um, it's kind of like, um, 
you have the Julie bots, right? Uh, where you can program uh, a watch. You have so many different things where with my nieces and nephews, these are the, the Christmas presents that I'm buying for them. Mm-hmm. I think that that is really kind of how we get started. And, and really from the, the beginning to not to, to show them and, and teach them that this, this industry is open to anyone. It, it, this is not uh, a members only club. Just to kind of, you know, I want to, you know, switch gears here a little bit, kind of talk more about uh, the personal stuff. Who have been some of the mentors that have really helped you out along the way in your journey? Yeah, I've been really, really fortunate to have some awesome people help me out. Um, and, and they, they happen to be my coworkers now. Um, and that it started, like I said earlier with the networking, it, I was complete strangers with these people until I started going to these events. And then I suddenly, you know, just started talking to them and they said, okay, well, this girl seems pretty cool. Let me give her some advice. And it kind of took off from there. Um, and so, uh, one of our engineering managers here, Pamela, uh, she is, oh, she is so cool. She's fantastic. And she has always really just been a person that has been able to give me good advice on my career. I've been able to come to her and ask her questions and she can just kind of set me on the right path. Um, when I was at my internship, I was assigned a mentor. Um, uh, her name is Kylie and she is, I tell her she's still my mentor now. It doesn't matter that <laughs> the internship is over because I still go to her to ask her questions about my career and ask her questions about just how to solve problems and just technology in general. So I, those two people I would say are like, they're my, uh, those are the people that really, really helped me get into technology. They really understood where I was coming from and, and kind of helped me transition into this career. Where do you pull strength from? Like what, what keeps you motivated? Cause you seem like a pretty upbeat, happy person. What kind of keeps you motivated through all this work that you do? Yeah. Like I said uh, before, you know, this whole idea of when you're building, working on these, these features and you're building really cool products is, you're going to be working on some hard, hard problems. Um, and it's all about problem solving, but you have to be able to persevere. And I just have this blind faith, I suppose, that eventually I'll figure out the, the answer, you know? And, and I know that sometimes I may need to reach out to somebody. I think that I'm very fortunate to work in a place like MailChimp where that environment is encouraged, that people don't expect you to sit for two days on a problem and just be confused that people expect you to go reach out and, and seek um, answers from other people. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, and that's also, it doesn't matter which level, if you're a junior or mid senior, people will uh, look for advice from each other all over. And so we, ha- we work in a very collaborative environment. I think that that really gives me the confidence to feel like, okay, I can do this. And if I can't, you know, I feel supported by my team that they can help me out. What are you obsessed with right now? Doesn't necessarily have to be work related, but just in general. Well, right now it's football season. All so right. I've been watching, you know, the weekends is all <laughs> college football and NFL. And then, you know, you got the Monday night and Thursday. It's just, yeah, football all the time right now. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a little too much. I've got two dogs and... um 
they are constantly wearing their Falcons jerseys, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're kind of over it at this point, but the season just started, so. <laughs> what is the last thing that you kind of built that was just for fun? Do you ever have time to kind of do your own projects or anything? The last thing I built for fun? Um, the last thing I built for fun? Uh, yeah, so I I built a project that I, I thought was, was, I always try to build things that are useful to me. Um, and my boyfriend is a wonderful, wonderful guy. And I just, I think he's the sweetest, but sometimes he's forgetful. So I <laughs> at a point in time, I would set reminders for myself to remind him to do something. So I said, there has to be a better way. <laughs> um, and so I, I created this app basically. Um, and I named it future tense. Um, that it implemented Twilio text messaging where I could just schedule a text <laughs> to remind him, Hey, don't forget to take out the trash before you go to work today or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Um, and I just, that's so it's kind of silly, but it works for me. I thought, I thought it was really great. And it also gave me the ability to work with Twilio, which I think is a, one of my favorite um, APIs. What do you want to accomplish for the rest of this year? For the rest of this year, yeah, I really just want to focus on um, rounding out the features and all the things that really cool stuff we have set up for for Mailchimp. I'm really interested in personally growing as a developer, so I have um, some some books that I'm I'm reading right now. I'm trying to really expand and, and bulk up my uh, object oriented and understanding so i feel very strong i feel like i'm a really really good uh, developer as far as understanding the language right now i'm really trying to get deeper into how can i be a better big picture developer how can i learn how to better architect applications so really trying to get into design patterns and things like that those are the things that i'm trying to beef up on um and, and i'm hoping by the end of the year i can really say that i've improved those that's really one of my main goals I feel like uh, design patterns are something a lot of uh, companies are turning towards so they can have like the same general set of assets or whatever that can be used to kind of prototype quickly. Um, I know when I had Cyrus Henderson in here, he mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of tools out now where you can kind of get started with prototyping and putting something together right away without having to worry about coding or anything like that. You could use sketch and envision to design a mock-up and then create hot spots and kind of send that out to a client or something to kind of get their, their feedback on, you know, what's working, what's not working, something like that. Yes. Um, when, when I speak about design patterns, I mean more so creating code that is more durable and, and better for oh, okay. uh, people that, like I said, it's all about the team. So as you're building features, I want the code that I write when someone goes and does it like a get blame, they say, okay, this is good work. She didn't write something totally crazy. I want the code <laughs> that I write to be, um, you know, dry code to follow all the really good principles. Um, I, right now I'm currently reading, uh, or rereading, uh, Sandy Metz, um, popular, uh, practical object oriented, uh, design book. And she is, is, is wonderful. She's, I mean, all of her talks are great. All of her books are great. Everything she says is wonderful. Um, and I think even if you're writing PHP, if you're doing any kind of object oriented programming, she is the person to, to, uh, read, uh, 
And so I'm kind of going over those things and trying to make sure that my code is cleaner because the thing about when you're writing code, there's a million different ways to write code. It's about how to write the best type of code. Are you, are you where you kind of wanted to be at this stage in your life? When you look back at, at the career that you've had and the different path that you've taken to get here, is this kind of where you wanted to be? I'm, I'm super surprised to be here actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 26. And so I feel, you know, like, wow, this is really cool that I'm, I'm at this point in my life. Um, I absolutely want to keep continue growing in my career. I, one of the wonderful things is we have so many great smart, uh, engineers here who have been around for a long time and they're so open to giving advice. So I, I constantly am seeking out their advice and trying to figure out, you know, what is it that I can do to get better? What, what kind of advice I, I seek out those people to try to understand what should be, you know, the next steps or the next things I should be looking towards. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like, wow, I, I think I'm pretty, I'm, I'm really happy to be at a place like MailChimp. Um, so young in my career because MailChimp is a really great place to work, to be honest. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, I just feel very fortunate. Where do you see yourself in, say, the next few years or so? Like, what do you want? What kind of work would you like to be doing? Yeah, I, I want to continue doing what I, I do. I Like I said, I enjoy solving problems. That's one of the, the big, that's one of the things that just makes me happy, makes me want to wake up in the morning. So I want to continue doing that. Um, and I want to continue doing that at MailChimp. I really, I think that this is a place that has a great culture that is, it has a very supportive culture. So I can see myself being here and, you know, um, just continuing. I, I would enjoy being a, a person that mentors, continues to mentor other developers, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do some team leadership and and that's something kind of that i'm working towards right now but yeah that's that's really kind of where i'm focusing on all right well just to you know wrap things up here raven where can our audience find out more about you and about your work online um i do have a a twitter account it's um at it's at underscore raven underscore io Okay. And um yeah, that's pretty much where you can reach me. All right, sounds good. Well, Raven Covington, I want to thank you for for coming on the show. I want to thank you for for really kind of sharing your perspective on this this non-traditional path. You know, I know that so much of what we talk about in tech is about certain pipelines and that you have to have went to this school and then you work at this company. And, and things like that. And it sounds like you've been able to bring your work as, you know, working in politics and as a tech recruiter and everything, you've been able to take those skills and sort of transmogrify them into a way that makes you a very suitable person to work in tech. I mean, you're doing great work here at MailChimp and I'm certainly looking forward to seeing, you know, what you do in the future. So yeah. thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Thoughts of love are in And that's it for this week. Big thanks to Raven Covington and thanks to you for listening. You can find out more about Raven and her work through the links in the show notes at revisionpath.com. Also, thanks as always to our sponsors, Facebook Design, MailChimp, Hover, and SiteGround. Facebook designers work on creative products that are used by over 2 billion people. 
Their mission is to make the world more open and connected, and they use design to create prototypes, shape experiences, and ultimately solve problems as well. Learn more about Facebook design at facebook.com forward slash design. Whether you need to sell your products, share some big news, or tell a story, MailChimp makes it easy to create campaigns that best suit your message. Automate your marketing efforts, put your data to work, and watch the results roll in. Visit MailChimp.com today and sign up for a free account. MailChimp. Send better email. Every great idea deserves a great domain name, and Hover takes all the hassle and confusion out of buying and managing domains. They offer free private domain registration, you can get your choice of hundreds of domain extensions, and you can connect those domains to your WordPress site, your Dribbble profile, even your LinkedIn profile. Ready to get started? Go to hover.com forward slash provision pack and get 10% off your purchase. Since 2004, SiteGround has been empowering web professionals and beginners alike to build better, faster, safer websites easily without having to worry about hosting. Visit SiteGround.com forward slash provision path today and get 60% off on all hosting plans. SiteGround, web hosting crafted with care. This episode was edited by RJ Basilio and produced by me, Maurice Cherry. Our intro voiceover is by Music Mandre with intro and outro music by Yellow Speaker. If you liked this episode, please do me a huge favor. First, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and next, leave us a rating and a review. It only takes a minute or two to do. It really helps the show out by bumping us up in the rankings there for Design Podcasts, and I'll even read your review right here on the show. Revision Path is brought to you by Lunch, a multidisciplinary creative studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Visit us at yepitslunch.com for all your design, strategy, and creative consulting needs. And if you like the work that we're doing here with Revision Path, then please consider becoming a patron. Now more than ever, Revision Path needs your support to make sure that stories about black designers and creatives in our field are being told in their own words. So if you support us, if you support our mission, just go to patreon.com forward slash revision path and pledge today. For just $5 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes information about the show, upcoming interviews, and so much more. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.